so vain I'm pretty sure this song is about me I'm so vain Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Oh, today is Sunday, July 26, 2020 My name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of this Joe Batanz, a show where I talk about the latest events in my life, and I gotta tell you something. I don't know what I originally had planned. I do know I had something planned, but uh, it was quite the eventful afternoon, full of anxiety, full of awfulness, but we'll talk about it right here on this Joe Batanz, right here on Afterthought Media. I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of a show called This Joe Batanz, and today is Sunday, July 26, 2020. Uh, I'm actually, this is the strangest thing, I'm going to wash on a pill with some beer, but it's the only liquid I have around me. Just finish that soda, it's weird. But, that can't be good, can it? No. Anyway, like I told you, um... At the beginning of this, it was, you know, it was a pretty straightforward, uneventful day. You know, I woke up in the morning, did a little, did my chores on Animal Crossing. It's the first thing I do every morning, by the way. I do my chores on Animal Crossing. For those of you who don't know Animal Crossing, what that means is I go and find my four fossils. I find my DIY. I go and I, I, uh, Swim for creatures in the sea until I find a scallop. I find the money tree. I uh, sell these things at the Nook's Cranny. And then I look at what's in the Able Sisters clothing shop. And that's pretty much it. That was my day-to-day Animal Crossing. And then I had the pit crew at 9. Had a long, leisurely brunch with my parents. Afterwards, immediately. Immediately afterwards. And then I did catching up at 11. That went to a little after 12, and then I went and I chilled, and I watched uh, some Avatar, The Last Airbender on Netflix. Uh, my young love, Aiden Deem, called me around in the one o'clock hour sometime, interrupted my mini marathon of Avatar, The Last Airbender. And we talked for a little bit, and then uh, we hung up, and then I continued watching Avatar, The Last Airbender. And then that's when the drama started, probably about mid-afternoon. And my mom said I had she had an update for me, but she had some news to tell me. Uh, which was I think I'd had lunch by that point. Yeah, we had lunch, and then my mom was washing the dishes after lunch, and she got a call, a phone call from my uncle Rudy. Now I think I've mentioned this on the show, maybe I've not, but my aunt Jovita, I think I mentioned this in, in the in the this job of tense that went out to everybody was one of the primary caregivers for my grandparents and immediately almost a couple of days after they died she came down with the coronavirus and she's been battling it now because my grandparents have been dead almost three weeks so probably a little about two and a half weeks she's been battling it and she's had ups and downs uh but last i he- had heard she was on the mend 
and was on the path to recovery. But then we got a phone call, a panic phone call from my uncle that they had rushed her and they were rushing her to the emergency room. He had called 911. They had come to get her and had, and had taken, were taking her to the nearest hospital because she was uh, complaining of shortness of breath, which she had not been having for a while. So my parents were obviously very upset and not, uh, you know, they could, were concerned about their sister, by, by their sister-in-law, you know. Because uh, my uncle Rudy is my dad's brother, and then my uncle Rudy calls uh, maybe an hour or two later. So it's about four o'clock now, I would say. And he tells my mom that they're still waiting to see her in the emergency room. She's at the emergency room, but she's feeling better. But they're still going to see her. Uh, and but that he just got his results back and he came back positive for the coronavirus. At this stage, he wasn't really feeling anything. He said he had a little bit of a head cold yesterday, felt fine today. Uh, as we know with the coronavirus, the the symptoms can be gradual. So I, I think he should t- take it easy. And I'm sure the stress doesn't help and and whatnot. And um, but so far, he's okay. Knock on wood. Thank God this is a real wood desk. And um, yeah, so my parents are upset. But then what? What once that came, the new drama started, which is, and you know, my parents have to stop delivering food to people, I think, is the ultimate lesson here. Because if you remember, uh, only a few days before my grandparents were diagnosed with coronavirus, they went by and delivered food. Okay. And now with my uncle on Friday, today is Sunday, this is when it all happened, they went by and delivered food to my uncle. Okay. And now let me tell you, so they were freaking out, freaking out. Like, how could they do this again? They made the same mistake. They put themselves in jeopardy. Now, I've done a lot of research. I even spoke to a doctor friend, which you'll hear about in a little bit. But, uh, they, I mean, they were really upset. They were really in a lot of distress about this. And, uh, I felt really sorry for them. For some reason, maybe we have a codependent relationship. I get really upset when my parents get upset. I'm not necessarily good, like, because based on what I'm going to tell you, here's the situation. And for those of you who know a little bit about medicine, maybe you can tell me your thoughts here. But I, based on my, uh, lack my uh, amateur opinion i think they're fine uh because they freak out so much this is one of those cases they're freaking out kind of helped them because they're so freaked out the original plan was for my uncle would not come out of the house he would they would just drop the food off into the garage and tell him it was there well i guess he was standing in the garage when they got there he was wearing a mask so my uncle was wearing a mask my dad stayed in the car my mom got out of the car. She was wearing a fa- a full face mask and a plastic shield. Now, my mom wears glasses. So she had glasses on, a mask, and then a full face plastic shield over her face. Okay. And she was wearing gloves. So she takes the food, hand it to my uncle. From what I hear, they had some small talk that lasted under 20 minutes. Uh, in my mom's anxiety, she said he got really close to her. My dad says they 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 actually stayed pretty socially distant. He doesn't know what she's talking about. And the whole interaction was under two minutes. My mom was so then creeped out that then she got in the car, removed all her stuff, and immediately doused herself in hand sanitizer. And then they went on their way. Okay. 
Oh, and then when they got home, they changed their clothes and they took a shower. Oh, my mom was wearing a head covering too. Because my mom, for some reason, is convinced you can get coronavirus in your hair. All right, whatever. What I'm saying though is, based on what I know, based on what I know, and I don't think anyone's 100% of the woods, it would take a lot more than that to get the coronavirus. First of all, he was wearing a mask. And this, it, and actually what's so funny is because I was trying to, you know, I guess I was projecting this onto my mom. In when I have anxiety or hypochondria, it always makes me feel better to read facts and articles and numbers and stuff like that. That makes me feel better. It doesn't make it worse. It makes you feel better because then I rely on the data. And so I read the data about this, and there's a really good article by the university, UCSF, University of California, San Francisco, which is only a medical school. It's one of the best medical schools in the country. And it's a, a longish article about the benefit of masks, you know, the, the, and how much masks really, really do help stop spread the coronavirus. You know, yeah, now we're starting to see research that it even helps the person wearing it, but definitely really, really uh, reduces, I think, by at least 80% uh, the transmission of coronavirus uh, from a person who's wearing a mask, okay, if they have the coronavirus. And what's funny, when I say 80%, it's actually even better than you think because uh, I think if you're just talking to someone who has a virus and they're talking with the droplets, you have a 17% chance of catching that virus. If they're wearing a mask, it drops down to 3%. All right? Drops down to 3%. So that's if just the other person is wearing a mask. And in the article, they stress this. If you add social distancing to the mix, it it goes down even smaller. If the other person is wearing a mask, it gets even smaller. Um, one of the things that they said could still be a factor is your you know, coronavirus could enter through the membranes of your eyes. And so the masks don't help your eyes. My mom was wearing a full face plastic shield and glasses. So there's no coronavirus getting into her eyes. Uh, and they only had under a two, because then you read more. A lot of it has to depend on how much time you spend with the person uh, under two minutes here. And also they were in his open garage. So an enclosed, well-ventilated space. They're starting to see more and more. It's people who are enclosed spaces. Uh, even with social distancing, that's what the controversy is about. Yeah, it seems to be uh, not too good. So uh, my uncle was wearing a mask. My mom was wearing a mask, a plastic face shield, some glasses, head covering, gloves, uh, doused herself in uh, hand sanitizer after it was done. I think she's fine. But that didn't stop her. So she started to have a um, – I, I got in the hot tub. I was feeling stressed because they were stressed. And she came out in tears – that she had taken her temperature and she had a 99.4, right? And she was like really, really freaking out. She had 99.4. No other symptom, by the way, just a 99.4. And uh, which, by the way, I was reading is completely normal. You know, normal is between 98.6 and 99.6, you know, and she was a 99.4. But she was freaking out, freaking out, freaking out. She never goes that high, whatever, right? So she goes inside. So I get out of the hot tub. I towel myself off. I go in the house. And both my parents are, well, my dad's not in distress that, but he thinks she has coronavirus. He's just like mad that she's like, she's literally taking her temperature every five minutes. 
Like not even every one minute, right? Taking it, then taking it, taking it, taking it. Even, but even by that point, it had dropped down to like 99, I think, flat. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to call my friend John, Dr. John Spitz. I put him in my Instagram story. If you follow me on Instagram, I put a big thank you to him. And, uh, he, he, you know, he's been on the front line to the coronavirus in New York. Uh, I think he's super smoking hot. I really do. I just, I, he is the definition of my type, man. Fuck. He's so hot. I think he's so, and I know, but here's what the, it's what makes me, makes him hotter to me. I know a lot of people, gay guys, I know look at him going like, he's okay. And for some reason, when people think that the people I'm attracted to are super hot, that I think are super hot, when they think they're okay, oh my God, I think that makes them even hotter. For instance, I'm sure you guys want to hear all of this cheese man, Aiden. I think Aiden, I was, I was mincing my word, not mincing my words. Is that right? I was watching my words today. I'll say it to be more accurate. Um, today on catching up. But I think when I saw my face, I was like, fuck, he's so fucking beautiful. I just think Aiden is so beautiful. I really do. Ugh. Anyway, uh, so I go, I'll call John Spitz. Before I do, I have my own personal thermometer, which is so funny. It's a thing I bought last week. I was like, I was sick of using their thermometer. So I bought them a thermometer and me a thermometer. And uh, I took my temperature and I was like, ha, 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 I'm going to show it. Because my dad took his temperature. He was 98.6. Uh, I took my temperature and it was 99.9. So now I start freaking out. I become the hypochondriac. And now I... Call John Spitz. He doesn't answer. He says, I'm working out. What's up? I said, hey, call me when you're done. I had a 99.9. I'm freaking out. Coronavirus. I'm dead. And he's like, don't freak out. He's like, were you outside? And I said, yeah, I just came in from the hot tub. And then I I, I took the temperature. And then I took a hot shower. And when I came out, it was 99.9. He goes, okay, both of those things are crazy. He goes, go get a glass of water. All right. Chill for half an hour and then take your temperature again. Chill in your house and I'm telling you it'll probably be fine. He'll just monitor it. So I go downstairs and I start drinking water. I'm nervous. My heart is beating a million miles a minute. And I want to take my temperature then, but I'm like, I'm going to obey the rules. Well, he calls me in the meanwhile. And, you know, I'm freaking out, okay? And so since I'm freaking out, like, I know he's talking to me, but I'm still, my mind is on how nervous I am. Do I have coronavirus? I tell him the situation to my parents, by the way, and he agrees. Very low chance of transmission that way. Uh, but um, uh, I'm freaking out. So my mind is in other places, and we chit-chat for a bit, but I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm kind of engaged in the conversation, but I'm still thinking, what if my temperature is really high so finally about 10 minutes in, he goes why don't you try taking your temperature again so i took the thermometer i took my temperature 98.9 i think now or maybe you know what 98.8 actually i could look at the thermometer but i don't care and he goes see you're normal you're totally fine you're like okay and so in relief i decided to take another drink of water but he finished his sentence right when I was taking the drink of water. And so I think he took that as like a super long, awkward phrase. And then he was like, 
okay, well, you know, Joe, hey, I got to go and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, and I was trying to be like, no, 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 no. And he was like, yeah, you know, I'll just call you tomorrow. And I was like, oh, God, oh, no, I come up with such a tool. And of course, immediately afterwards, I'm just now, now I'm, so and now that I know I'm fine, instead of obsessing on uh, whether I have coronavirus, now I'm obsessing on, um, uh, you know, this awkward phone call. I hate the endings of awkward phone calls. It's so awful to me. It's terrible. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And, um, yeah, so that's, what, actually, that's actually why I made the Instagram post. He had told me he wished my Instagram post had more personal stuff along with the memes. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll make it about him. That's how personal it'll be, right? And, uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I feel super awkward, man. I feel like, God, I every time, if you guys ever think I'm smooth, I'm the least smooth person. I really am. Finishing this beer. And uh, and so anyway, so after that phone call, oh, here's the other thing too. After the drama, I made the decision because the funeral for my grandparents is tomorrow. And like I said, it's just a viewing and then the burial. That's it. There's nothing else. And with my uncle being uh, COVID positive, I know he's not going tomorrow now, but now with him being COVID positive, I was like, I don't know if I want to go to this. Like, I'm really freaked out. I think we're all doing something very wrong going to this. I love my grandparents. But I was telling my dad this because my dad was like, I don't care if you go. He's all, I just worry about you feeling guilty about go, not going. I go, I feel no guilt. But because I feel if my grandparents are truly in a better place, in a place where they realized the insignificance of, of our life on this planet and how important it was to be a good person. And they're in the afterlife. The last thing they're worried about is me being legitimately concerned about my health and not going to a burial, you know? And, and, and so I, I'm not worried about that. It was just, I heard now they were going to have to have another pallbearer and, uh, and replace me as a pallbearer. And so I was, so anyway, I've, I've now mildly backtracked, mildly backtracked. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to drive to the cemetery. I will be there, but I'm not going to leave the car. I'm going to stay in the car. I'm going to park by the burial site, socially distance, watch from afar in my car, uh, not talk to anybody, not socialize with anybody. And then I'm going to drive home. So I'm still going to be there. That way I'm physically there in present in spirit, but I'm not going to leave the car. Uh, because this is, guys, this is a very serious disease. And it, I never thought how serious it was until now uh, the Corona Reaper is now hovering around my family. It's killed my grandparents. It sent my, uh, oh, by the way, update on the ant. So uh, did I tell, did I say the update that she's fine? That, that, that oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the doctors actually checked her out. She's fine. They chalk it up to a panic attack. And and uh, my mom has a good theory, which she thinks once my uncle started saying that he wasn't feeling good and that he wanted to go get a coronavirus test, she had a panic attack about that. And that, that led her to think she was short of breath. But no, she's fine. In fact, uh, she had pneumonia. And they said that they're the um, ammonia. I want to watch a four-year-old child. The, 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 the pneumonia has has... Um, I don't know if it, if decrease is the right word, but it, it's 
improve significantly since the last time they saw her. So there's actually good signs for her. And that, that was the thing that was so shocking was up until today, she was actually on a very uh, quick mend. You know, it didn't seem like it was going to affect. She had some scary days, but it seemed like she was already on the fix on the mend. So, uh, so she's on her way. I think he's actually picking her up right now from the hospital. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go to the funeral tomorrow and I will be in the car and I will update you guys on what's going on at the funeral. But, uh, yeah, uh, Aiden did. So I thought Aiden was in the chat room. I thought he was the person known as Naomi Talls, but he wasn't. He wasn't there. He didn't listen to it. But he did go and watch the chat room, read the chat room later. and He was amused, but whatever. All right, guys. Well, we'll come tomorrow. We'll have the whole rundown of what happened at the funeral. It's going to be, uh, I don't It might even be really boring. It might be one you might want to miss. We'll all find out tomorrow on this Joe Batance right here on Afterthought Media.